Welcome to the Food, Peace, Please podcast, co-hosted by Serena Marie, RD, creator of Food Freedom Fit Fam, and Susan Ports, RD, creator of Ag Quality Academy. Our joint mission is to empower women to embrace food freedom. We want women to realize that there's more to life than changing your body and counting your calories, macros, or points. While we are medical professionals, this podcast is informational only and not meant as a substitute for individual medical advice. Now let's get this party started. Hey, 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 friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Food, Peace, Please podcast. Serena and I are here today, and we are adding a new segment to our podcast that we are super excited about, and it's called What's New? And this is just a short section where we're going to talk about one thing that's new in each of our lives, and it might be personal, it might be business, it might be something fun and new, exciting, something new we learned. Um, But that is something we're going to share with you at the beginning of every podcast episode. So Serena, what is new? (laughs) Yes. um, I feel like it's always fun to be nosy and like learn things about (laughs) people's personal lives. I don't know. I think it's interesting. Um, What is new with me is we are officially less than four months away from my wedding date. And so (laughs) I am really trying to just finish up all the wedding planning. Um, we had a, you know, COVID canceled wedding and kind of at the very last minute, like with less than six months to go, rebooked our wedding. And so everything's been kind of like on a crazy timeline. So I've got to figure out the florist and the cake and then I'm done. So that's what's new with me is I got to figure that out this weekend. <laughs> that's not too bad. It's only a couple of things left. I know the florist feels like a really big, like scary thing for me, but I haven't called anyone yet. So maybe once I call them, they'll like calm me down. I feel like that's generally been what's been happening. Well, good. Hopefully you'll feel better after this weekend. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What's new with you, Susan? Uh, so I, so, uh, you may or may not know this, but I'm living between Wisconsin and Pennsylvania right now because my husband is working in Pennsylvania. Um, so we are like probably like an hour and a half from New York city. So I decided to go in and meet one of Serena and I's friends and drove into New York City for the first time by myself. Like I've been to the city before, but I haven't actually like drove there. So it was awesome. It was definitely like a little bit nerve wracking just because obviously it was like my first time driving there. So I didn't know what to expect. And I just learned like if you just remain calm and be okay with missing your turn, like like, thank God for GPS, like it will just reroute you and you'll get there anyways. So do you feel like the New York City drivers are like more aggressive or different than the drivers in Wisconsin? Oh God, yeah. (laughs) So Melissa, our friend Melissa was like, they're going to honk at you like just don't let them bother you. That's just what you do. I'm like, okay, I can do that. (laughs) Don't let them intimidate you. (laughs) That's what she said. I can like hear her saying it. It's great advice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which is 
I we by the way, we need to have her on this podcast. I feel like that would be a really great interview. Yes, it would absolutely. Yeah, Melissa's the best. We have a really like we're really lucky in that um we just have such like a great little close-knit group of dietitians that we hang out every Wednesday night. And this is why I'm so big on like group coaching programs because you guys have literally changed my life. Like the support system and what I've learned from all of you and I don't know, all that girl power. It's just, ugh, I just love all of you so much. I know. It's like that, like, pep talk when you, like, when you don't even know you need it. And then when you know that you definitely need it, like, someone says, like, the right thing. And I think we've all kind of done, like, these different, like, growing experiments. Like, we've all worked with different, like, business coaches and we've done different trainings. And some of us have done similar things, but we all kind of, like, bring something different to the table. And I think that just, like, is helping us like grow and bring more of our message out to the lovely listeners, just like you guys listening right now. I love it. I love it so much. Um, yeah. So, so that's what's new. So hopefully you guys enjoy learning a little bit more about our, uh, our personal lives. And today we're actually going to talk about our least favorite diets that like are out there and what we think about them and just kind of dive into like why diets are crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. so Susan, what's the first thing that pops into your head? I have like two things, but I want to start with one. Okay. I want to start with Weight Watchers. Mm-hmm. And here's the reason why I want to start with Weight Watchers. Because before I was an anti-diet dietitian, embarrassingly, like I used to recommend Weight Watchers. Like I would say that Weight Watchers was the least diet of all the diets. Wow. My mouth is like on the floor. (laughs) And okay, let me – I'm going to describe to you guys. Like I understand that you probably are familiar with what Weight Watchers is, but I'm going to tell you what are the things that it is a thousand percent a diet. Like even though they have rebranded to WW and like they're reimagining themselves, like can I just start off by saying the reason why they're doing that is because diets are losing popularity and people within our generation are moving away from diets. We don't want a diet. Like you don't want to talk about diets. Diets feel restricted. They don't feel good. And so – like there's this movement within the industry that they have to get into wellness and we are going to tackle wellness in a whole other podcast episode. So I'm not going into it, but that's why they are rebranding themselves. But I just want to say like, when you have to like count the number of points that you're eating in a day and you're given an allotted number of points by a calculated system that doesn't know anything about your your individual body. It does not know how much exercise you've done. And don't tell me you can enter that in because it still doesn't know how that works on your body. Uh And it doesn't know if you're breastfeeding. It doesn't know if you are training for a marathon. Mm -hmm. Like it, it doesn't know those things. So when you are entering in and eating a certain amount of points and you are having to measure or count the food that you're eating so that way you are hitting that right amount of points and 
it's labeling certain foods as okay. And, you know, some foods are green, right? You can eat however many you want. Like fruits and vegetables are all free points. Like, no. Mm-hmm. No. no. Hard no. Hard no. <laughs> yeah. Do you have and, anything you want to add? Well, like I just think the reason Weight Watchers is such like a, a hot one for me is because it's messed up so many of my clients. Mm-hmm, like, same. you know, so like I feel like I – like a lot of these diets when I'm talking about why I hate them, it's because like I think of like the woman – like I can think of like people, like real life human beings with kids and lives that they're missing out on because they went over their Weight Watchers points and they hate themselves and they're starving because they're training for a half marathon but they can't eat. And like I'm just thinking of like these real life people and I'm like Weight Watchers how dare you hurt my client in this way and and it's been around for so long like so many of my clients are like my mom put me on Weight Watchers when I was 11 like you know I I started Weight Watchers when I was eight or whatever and I'm like oh my god like this has been around forever and it's just been it's just like really woven it's like sticky point counting ways like into so many innocent women's brains and that's why I have so much beef with Weight Watchers is like I just hate that so many of my clients when they look at food they think x points they're like oh that's 20 mm-hmm. 10 points I don't know how it works but I'm like no it's ice cream that's ice cream it tastes good try it you know it, it's just makes me so angry yeah when you were saying like I, I I too have had a lot of clients that have been really messed up from Weight Watchers. And I remember like in high school, I remember like some of my friends going on Weight Watchers and I just like, oh, like, and I want you guys to know, like, like I know we're sitting here like bashing Weight Watchers, right? Because we don't like it because we've seen the damage that it does. And I don't want you to feel bad if you've done Weight Watchers and I don't want you to feel bad if you are doing it right now or you are thinking about picking it back up. Like what I just want you to know and I think what Serena wants you to know is that there is another way. Mm-hmm. Like y- you don't have to continue to count the points. You don't have to. You don't have to only eat fruits and vegetables because they're free. Like it's okay to eat some cookies and some crackers and to have a bowl of ice cream. Like, like I don't want you to feel bad about that, but I want you to know that you also don't have to live like that either. Like you can move away from this mindset. So, okay. I know we've been like ranting about Weight Watchers. So I'm going to flip the script and I'm going to ask Serena, like, what is a diet that you are just, oof, what else can you not do, deal with? Oh my God. So the, 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 other than Weight Watchers, I'd say the other one that has messed up so many of my clients' relationship with food is the 21 day fix. Do you know about mm. this one? It's like, you put the food so – I didn't even let you answer. I'm so heated. Sorry. <laughs> I hope you guys are enjoying like how like just passionate we are about this. But please tell me about the 21-day fix. I mean, I have these amazing, strong, athletic women running all of these miles and they're putting all of their food in these tiny little containers and that's how they're measuring their amounts of food that they can eat. And it's just based on like the perfect portions. The perfect portions for like – 
little tiny babies. Like, what are they talking about? The perfect portions. And, you know, you're trying to get these incredible athletic women to eat more food. And they're like, yeah, but the, on the 21 day fix, I could only have this tiny portion that fit into this tiny container. And it's just like, oh my goodness. I, 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 I can't even imagine having to put everything in a container, but just like the fact that they're eating such little food. And for a lot of these women, they would get these like really dramatic fast results because they were starving, literally. Okay. Probably lost a lot of water weight too, because they're not eating enough carbohydrate. And then it would really quickly come back because they could not sustain it because they were literally under eating dramatically. And I have such a gripe with the 21 day fix. It's not sold by, you know, nutrition, um, like medical professionals, like dietitians. It's, you know, uh, there's, I, I, I'm not even like making sense. Like I just, I have deep, deep seething dislike for the diet, but not for the people who've done it. It's okay if you've done it. It's okay. We've all been tricked by diet industry, but yikes. Yeah. It, that I actually haven't had a lot of clients that have done that one. Um, so they must really be, I wonder if they're targeting um, like athletes and runners more so. Um, but anything I just want to give you guys a little bit of nugget information when you're looking at and you're wondering like, is this a diet Mm, or is this something – if you don't want to use the word diet, that's cool. But like, is this something that's probably not going to be helpful for my relationship with food? Like anything that's promising you fast results, like that's exactly what Serena is describing with 21 Day Fix. Like it's promising you fast results is probably – too good to be true. Like, and maybe it might work in the short term. We've talked about this before. Like, it might work in the short term, but long term, you're hungry, you don't have the energy, you're cranky, you can't brain fog, like you can't think about things in a clear way to actually function. Like, those are things that you don't like, you don't have to starve yourself and you don't have to live like this just to look a specific way. I this is a really good conversation. How do you know if something is disguised but it's not but it is a diet, but it's saying it's not a diet. I I you're just like you're blowing my mind here. So like I think another thing that jumps out at me is fear-mongering. Like, oh, Susan, I can't eat that cuz I don't have my containers with me to like measure my amount or like I don't know how many points are in that, so I can't touch it or I can't eat that it's not clean. I can't eat that it has sugar. I can't eat that it has grains. I can't eat that it's not you know, whatever. And then like, unless you have like, you know, a medical reason, like, you know, mm, how do I put this? Mm, Like basically, like there are certain diets that have very strong evidence to say that potentially it could treat a condition, right? So I'm thinking of like keto for epilepsy, or I'm thinking Mm -hmm. about like potentially somebody with like uh, IBS or Crohn's that wants to try a low FODMAP diet. Okay, Mm -hmm. sure. Like I'm not, I'm not condemning that choice, but if there's fear mongering, like just because it's and it's promising you all this stuff that's too good to be true, like Susan just said, it's too good to be true. Run for the hills. Do not do not proceed. You know, um, I don't, is there any? How else can we help to elucidate? Like, what are what is a diet that is hiding? Do you think that's like enough info? Like, how can they uncover? I think that those are really good examples. Like, I always say, like anything that's really telling you what to do that's focusing on the external Mm. versus you learning internally 
what works for your body and what your body needs is probably a diet. Unless it's for some sort of a medical reason that Serena was describing or food allergy. Um, I think there's a really, really popular um, program, I'm going to call it, that claims to not be a diet right now. Um, It rhymes with loom. It's called Noom. (laughs) I was like, wait, are we not going to name its name? (laughs) No, we're naming the name. We're calling it what it is. Yeah. Um, and Noom does a really good job of marketing itself like it's not a diet. Um, and that it's about lifestyle. And as I said earlier, we are going to do a whole episode on lifestyle wellness because that is – I get real heated about that too. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but Noom is – in what we're talking about is like those sneaky diets. And I think that Noom is one of those things that it tells you that it's not a diet. But I've seen it on the inside and it it, it is a diet. It labels foods as good or bad. Um, it – it restricts your calories, even though it might not necessarily have you count specific calories, it still restricts what you're eating. And I I have had clients mm. that have been really damaged by Noom. And it, it it's sad because a lot of times they go into it because you think that it's actually the solution. You think that it it, because it's focused more on behaviors and emotions and it talks about like the mental side of it that it, it's actually going to like work. And like I like feel – like I feel that because it feels like real hope when you've been struggling with food for years. And it's just so frustrating that they're basically taking like the marketing tactics from like intuitive eating and – they're trying they're selling it as weight loss. It makes me like really sick to my stomach and angry. And I I've only seen like some screenshots. Um I've never like used it on the inside, but I've seen like screenshots and like I think one of the first things it does is like put you on a low calorie diet. Like it prescribes a low amount of calories to you, enough for like a child, a small child. And how are they how can they possibly not think they're a diet? It has to just be like intentional marketing, like a marketing ploy. And that just makes me so upset because I know as a business owner and I know like Susan's the same way, like, like I feel like we pride ourselves on ethics. Like it's so important that like when we're working with someone, they're the right fit and that they understand our approach to nutrition and they understand like what is their outcome going to be. And you and I have had so many conversations about that, about like being ethical business owners and how can you have this huge marketing ploy where you are completely misleading people? Like I, like it makes me sick to my stomach. Like it, I, 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 can't, I don't know how they sleep at night, and I really am not exaggerating when I say that. Yeah, I know. I totally agree because, like you know, a lot of times being on the outside as a listener of our podcast, or maybe you, fo- I'm maybe you follow us both on Instagram, and the thing is that like. You probably don't see, but like we put a lot of like thought and time and energy into our marketing and our, and when I say marketing, I'm talking about like our messaging, like the things that we are saying on 
Instagram and we are saying in our, you know, in all of our content that you see everywhere because we want to make sure it's in a way that you can understand it and make sense to you. And we also want to know it's describing exactly what it is that you're going to get from working with us. And that is why like you will never see us talking about like a result such as weight loss. Like because that is not what we do. You know, like we are promoting you having a healthy relationship with food and a healthy relationship with your body. And you know what? That's really intangible. Like that's really hard to describe. Um, And so it's frustrating to see like just the marketing tactics that go into um, the diet industry. But you know what? I think a lot of it is they're scared. I think they're greedy. And they're greedy. Yes. I I don't know if I sound mean, but – no. Because it's like, like a ninety-two billion dollar industry yeah. in the U.S. Like, yeah. come yeah. on, yeah, they're greedy. They're greedy, and I I can't give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, like enough people have called them out. Where if they for some somehow didn't know what they were doing, well, now they're very aware of what they're doing, and they don't care. So, yeah, <sighs> yeah, I hate Noom. <laughs> yeah, same. Do you have another diet you want to talk about? <sighs> So the, so I would say Weight Watchers, 21 Day Fix, and Noom definitely are like my top like hated. Um, I in, – in the running community, anything low carb like Paleo, Whole30, South Beach, I mean anything like, like you know, dividing carbs up as good and bad carbs or only these kind of carbs or no sugar, no grain, anything where we're demonizing carbs, huge – huge keto, like hugely huge pet peeve of mine because especially in like the population I work with, we need carbohydrates. We need it to keep our hormones healthy. We need it to fuel our muscles. We need it to prevent burnout. We need it to have enough energy to sustain our workouts, to recover. I mean, I don't know where it came from that we can get by on. We can get by on not having carbs. You can survive, but why would you want to survive when you can thrive? Like I'm so confused. So I kind of just named like 40 diets, but anything low carb, can't stand it. Yeah, actually, that was a really, really great segue into what I was like thinking because my biggest pet peeve in the fertility world is keto Mm -hmm. and low carb. And I have seen like physicians, like reproductive endocrinologists, like promoting – I actually had someone DM me one time telling me that – their like physician was like basically like prescribed them the keto diet for prior to IVF. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me because here's the thing, people, these low carb diets and Serena hinted at it, but I'm going to, I'm going to dive a little deeper here, but these low carb diets, what they do is they force your body to run on fat or protein. So it's either breaking down your muscle or it's using fat in order to get the energy that your body needs to survive every day. But your body is designed to run primarily, primarily off of carbohydrates. So when you are forcing your body to inadvertently now figure out how to take fat or protein, primarily fat, and turn it into energy for your body to run, like that is ketosis, right? And so that is what your body is having to do. And that is not a desirable 
process for your body. It's not an easy process for your body. So when your body is doing that, it's actually in a fight or flight stage. It is in a state where it is stressed. It is increasing cortisol because it is it thinks that you are starving and it doesn't know when you are going to eat again. And you cannot tell me that when your body is starving and not getting the things that it needs, that that is a great time to make a baby. And that's like a really fertile thing to do. Like, boom, mic drop. Yeah, (laughs) it's just not. It's not good for your body. And, you know, as Serena was saying before, like, there are medical conditions that, like, the scientific research really backs the keto diet for epilepsy. And I've actually seen it for other, um, some more like rare, like, brain cancers and things like that. And you know what? In those situations, the reason why people are doing those diets is because the benefits far outweigh the risks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the average person, like the person struggling with infertility, like, we don't know the long-term effects of it, and we don't truly know. Now, I'm going to give you a theory on why, because people are going to tell me, oh, but it worked for me, right? Mm-hmm. Or it worked for Sally Sue down the street. Like, they did keto and they got pregnant. And what I want to tell you is, while it might work for some, it might not work for everyone. And Part of the reason why I think going low carb works in a sense of like supposedly improving fertility or for some people, maybe they do get pregnant. I'm not going to sit here and tell you these things don't work, okay? Because that would just be me being in denial. Um, But what probably happens is that when you cut back on carbohydrates, you start eating more fat and protein and your blood sugar does get a little bit more stable, especially if maybe you had some inconsistent eating patterns before, maybe your plates weren't exactly balanced in a way that can help to balance your blood sugars. Uh, Maybe you were, you know, um, drinking a lot of things that maybe had a lot of like carbohydrates and doing things that were causing a lot of blood sugar spikes that when you all of a sudden you just like go low carb or you basically aren't eating any carbs, like you go to that extreme, like that can result in a more stable blood sugar. And the thing about blood sugar is that when your blood sugar is more stable, it keeps your hormones more happy. It keeps your hormones stable. It keeps your, and that's going to help your reproductive system. So I'm not telling you to go out and eliminate carbs here because I actually think that while it might work in the short term, I think it's going to cause more damage in the long run because what's going to happen is you're going to get tired of it. Yeah. Like multiple things are going to happen. One, you're going to get tired of it and you're just not going to want to – you're going to want to eat a a cookie like you're, or you're going to want to eat something that has more carbs in it and then it's going to send you down this diet cycle and you're going to overeat and then you're going to feel guilty about it. And I also think that by it creating more stress on your body, like that's also not helping your fertility. So my point being in saying all this, like having a consistent blood sugar is going to help your fertility. But the way to do it is not through an extreme diet like keto or going really low carb. 
Right. Like it's very possible to use very gentle nutrition practices that incorporate all foods and control blood sugar. It's not like this is like this do or die mentality. First of all, I'm going to say this and I don't know if I should say it on a podcast, but I literally don't care because I'm so freaking done. Doctors should shut up when it comes to nutrition. I'm like about to like start screaming. Like I cannot take it anymore. I, I, I get – here's the thing is like I would never – Say, hey, let me operate on your heart. Hey, let me reset your broken foot. Hey, let me prescribe you some medication for, you know, whatever it is that you need help with. I would never step on their toes and go outside of my scope of practice. I am a nut job about that stuff. Like, I am so careful about staying within my scope. So why doctors think it's okay to – they prescribe keto for everything, They don't know anything about nutrition. That is their one word. They're like, if I hear a nutrition question, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say intermittent fasting or I'm going to say keto. And that's what I'm going to say. That must be the extent of like their Instagram nutrition education they receive. Doctors do not know anything about nutrition. Susan and I have both worked in clinical settings. We have worked with, I'm sure, hundreds of doctors within our time within the clinical setting. And every doctor I encountered would straight up say to me, I don't know anything about nutrition. Please help me. Anything regarding nutrition, they would be there. You know, I'm talking attendings. Like, I'm talking like lead department head managers have been a doctor for a billion years do not know anything about nutrition. So it breaks my heart because when your doctor tells you, you need to lose weight for your PCOS, or you need to lose weight for your fertility journey, or you need to do keto for your heart condition, you believe the doctor because it's a doctor and they have assumed a position of power in our society. And it makes me upset because then I, as the dietitian, have to explain to you, hey, your doctor should not have said that to you. It is outside their scope of practice. And a dietitian actually would be much better informed to help you with whatever this nutritionally managed condition is. And I'm going to, and, and I don't know if I should, like, I love doctors, I respect doctors, but when it comes to nutrition, I could Scream. Yeah, that was so good. So good. And, and I think like like the point that Serena is making is like there are some really, really phenomenal doctors out there. And like we have worked with phenomenal doctors in our clinical histories. And like we know like I, I like I've I totally agree with you. Like I've had doctors tell me like I, I nutrition, that's your thing. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it. I I have worked with doctors that have self-educated themselves, but they still defer. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and but then there's also physicians out there that that think that they can give advice on nutrition. And what Serena said about the fact that they literally just say, like, if someone asks me anything about nutrition, I'm just going to say keto or intermittent fasting. Like, you guys, like, that is the literal truth of what happens. Like, they seriously, like, look at, like, what are the popular diets? And they see that in their medical journals, there's tons and tons of articles coming out right now about intermittent fasting and keto. Like, there have been for several years now. But, like, that's what they see. And, like, maybe – I'm not saying they don't read the article. Look. They maybe they read the article, but the thing is, like, they're kind of missing like a whole lot of other pieces that come to nutrition. Because the thing about nutrition is, it's not just about the food that you eat. 
food is so much more than what you eat. It is an emotional thing too. And that's the piece that people do not understand is that food is really an emotional thing. Like it is a pleasure thing. Like food is the one thing in your life. I shouldn't say the one thing, but it is one of the things in your life that you need to eat in order to survive but you also can get pleasure and enjoyment. And food is something that can be very emotional. It can be emotional from the sense of like, you know, you remember having holiday gatherings and you had specific foods and it gives you like that nostalgia feeling and, you know, and it gives you that comfort feeling. And like, there's just so many things attached to food. It is not just about micronutrients and macronutrients and like how much you need in a day. Yes. Amen. Amen. They they read an article. The article is this small sample size or it's this very specific sample size of like, you know, certain type of person. And then they just blanket assume it applies to everyone. They don't know anything about the individual situation. And I think that the biggest thing that the biggest takeaway there from what Susan said is, yeah, you need to counseling. Like, what do we do? We do nutrition counseling. We have to deal with the life the, the life of the human being who is going to be affected by this lifelong commitment to this nutrition change. We have to think about your emotions. We have to think about your food intolerances, your food preferences. We have to think about your, you know, like the way your kids eat. And we have to think about how stressed you are in the morning and how much time you have during your day. And to give this one word answer, keto, and then, and then make the person feel guilty when they come back in six months and they didn't stick to keto. You know, like, oh, come on. Let's do better. Let's yeah. say I don't have the resources. I don't have the information. I need to refer you out. And, you know, I know there's some annoyances with, like, nutrition counseling getting covered. Yeah. I And, you know, I, I just, like, thinking about, like, this whole – keto infertility thing. I just want to touch on this and then we'll wrap it up. But like, um, there is so much emotion and stress on the fertility journey. And like when you're thinking about doing fertility treatments, like that's really stressful. Like that's like a hard decision. Like, you know, in some cases it might be an easy decision, but it also may be a hard decision for you. And then to have like a diet, like keto thrown in your face of like, you need to do this. You need like, can we just talk about the fact that like, you're probably already struggling emotionally. And then now someone is like telling you how to eat. And now you feel like you can't go out to dinner. You can't meet up with your friends for like happy hour. You can't enjoy birthday cake. You feel like you can't have a cup of coffee or drink a cocktail on Friday night. Like Let's just take and add more suffering to the suffering. Like when we really need to be like, how can we make things easier for you? Like mm. not how do we make things harder for you? Mm. Yeah. So. Leading with that compassion and yeah. So, wow. This episode <laughs> really evolved here. Yeah, it did. But I love that. I love that so much. So please thank- shoot us a DM and be and like when you listen to these podcasts, if you love them, can you share them to your stories? Please tag Serena and I. Can you just send us a DM saying I absolutely love your podcast? Like please, please, please. We love to hear from you, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. 
Thank you for joining us. If you are a female athlete looking to heal your relationship with your body, head to serenamarierd.com to download my free runner's guide to better body image. And if you're trying to conceive, head over to simplejoyfulnutrition.com to grab your free guide to get started boosting your egg quality.